Welcome to Dealers of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kane. And I'm Allison. And the Golden Globes. It's the second biggest day of the year for people in Hollywood. What's the first? Um, I was going to say Oscars, but it's probably whatever day they get their taxes back and realize that they've got more money than they thought they had. So yeah, so it's the second biggest day. Um, Well, the actual ceremony is the second biggest day. Right. Today were the nominations. Uh, So the ceremony is on January 6th. Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg are hosting, which I don't really hate that. I kind of like it. I'm kind of like, yay. I'm half and half. But I'm a Brooklyn we'll Nine-Nine person, so I actually really like Andy. You can see the list of all 10,000 nominations on literally every site on the internet, including Delisted, so we're not going to run down them all. But on the movie side, we're going to start with the movies. So Vice got the most nominations with six, and I forgot that movie existed. For some reason, I kept thinking Vi- that one with... Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson's movie, Inherent Vice. Vice. I kept thinking of that. But this Vice is the one where Christian Bale got fat to play Dick Cheney. So he got nominated. Sam Rockwell got nominated for playing W. Amy Adams got nominated for playing Lynn Cheney. Yeah. The Favorite Green Box, which again, what? And A Star is Born got the second most nominations with five each. Gaga got two for Song and Actress, Bradley Cooper, also got two for director and actor. I was going to ask the most obvious question in the room, which is, do you think Lady Gaga is going to win for Best Actress? I mean, it's between her and Glenn Close. I do think she'll win the Golden Globe. I do not think she'll win the Oscar. I don't think so, because Golden Globes are easier to buy. Sorry, allegedly easier to buy. Yeah, I think she'll get that. So, um, the thing is, like, okay, everyone gets drunk during the Golden Globe ceremony. Right. But I guess they also get drunk while submitting their nominations and the studios get drunk while choosing which movie goes into which category because, like, that was kind of a clusterfuck. Like, A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody were nominated in drama instead of musical. And they're like the definition of musical. That's a musical. I mean, they sing, it's a musical. And then Green Book is in comedy. Which is, like, if you know anything about Green Book, you're like, I'm sorry, what's funny about this movie again? I mean, yeah. And then Vice is in comedy, too. But that makes sense because, you know, that point in political history made everyone laugh until we laugh cried. So that makes sense. So some of the notable movie noms are um, Black Panther for Best Drama. Of course. Crazy Rich Asians got a Best Comedy nomination, and Constance Wu got a Best Comedy Actress nomination, and that's a big deal since Asians hardly get nominated for shit. Like, the last actress of Asian descent to be nominated in that category was Yvonne Elliman for what? Jesus Christ Superstar for what year? 1974. What? So it's, it's been a while for, I don't know how to love him. Did you ever see that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I went to church when I was a kid. Of course I saw that. And saying it, yeah. So, um, also, the Hollywood Foreign Press loves Nicole Kidman in shitty wigs because she was nominated for that Destroyer movie, which looks awful. Yeah. And um, A Quiet Place got a nomination for Best Score. So, you know, I thought, see, I thought that shouldn't have had music 
because if you're going to do a quiet place, do a quiet place. Yeah, make people feel weird while they're sitting there in the theater. Like, why is there no noise coming out of any speaker? But I'm glad they did because I'm I'm someone who's like when I go to the movies, my stomach growls. And probably because <laughs> oh, no. I'm nervous about my stomach growling in movies. So if it would have growled all throughout The Quiet Place and A Quiet Place did not have any music, like it would have, I don't know, people would have been asking, you know, if there's a bear in the theater. They so. would have been asking for all their money back. Quiet Place wouldn't have made so much money. It's like, why is there a bitchy bear in this yeah. movie? And it didn't even, I didn't even see it on screen. <laughs> so let's talk snubs. Right. So everyone thought Ethan Hawke would get nominated for that um, Protestant minister movie. I almost said prostate minister, which... That's a movie. Is, that's a whole other movie. Yeah. And that's the leader of my religion. Yeah. But um, he plays a Protestant minister in The Reformer. So he wasn't nominated. They thought he would be. Ryan Gosling didn't get nominated for that astronaut movie, First Man, which I didn't think he was up for it, but I guess he was. And Tony Collette did not get nominated for Hereditary, and none for Viola Davis for Widows. Yeah, I think the one for Viola Davis is the biggest, like, snub to me, because I remember seeing that trailer. I can't remember what movie I saw, but the trailer for Widows came on before it, and... I remember thinking, like, okay, this is such an Oscar movie. Like, she's going to get nominated for everything. She's probably going to win a bunch of stuff. And then when she didn't get a nomination today, I was like, uh, did, were you people not seeing the same trailer that I saw? Well, I thought the same thing, but then I went to see Widows, and I walked away thinking that the one, you know whose movie that was? That was Olivia the Dog. Yeah, movie. it was the Dog. And I'm movie. not even joking. I'm not even trying to be cute. Like, that dog gave the most riveting performance, stole every scene, and played, like, a pivotal role that changes the entire movie. I mean, a pivotal... She has plays a pivotal part of the plot. <laughs> and she didn't get shit. So the Golden Globes are dogphobic. Not only that, but... I didn't see this movie, but I heard. So Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant were both nominated for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yes. So, but the cat in that supposedly steals every scene, and she wasn't nominated either. They said she gave a breathtaking performance, so they're pussyphobic too. Honestly, PETA should be focusing their attention on the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. They probably will be now that you've said it. Like, they're going to be there on at the Golden Globes. Yeah. So let's move on to TV. Yeah. So the assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, got the most TV nominations with four, including one for Penelope Cruz, one for Darren Chris and one for Edgar Ramirez. Which I think it should have gotten as many. Well, the Golden Globes is usually like, what, three hours? But now it's going to be four hours because it's going to take so long for everyone to say the name of that goddamn title. Yeah. It keeps going and going and going. <laughs> but anyways, um, the Americans got nominated for Best Drama for the first time ever. Uh, I stopped watching it season three, so I don't know if it... If it's still good. but there's, um, too, there's too many wigs in that show for me to get interested in it. There were a lot of wigs. I fell asleep a lot. But yeah. Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese got nominated again. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen got nominated for Best Actor for Who is America? And he said that he'll bring Sarah Palin. Yeah. Or he invited Sarah Palin. And she'll probably go because she, she loves the camera she on did. her. Yeah, she loves the attention. Also, as somebody who watched Who is America, um, I don't think that Sasha Baron Cohen should have gotten a nomination because to be completely honest, he was just playing Sasha Baron Cohen in like a variety of 
like plastic noses. And it's more sad and scary than funny, right? Oh, it was extremely depressing. Yeah, it should definitely be a drama. It should be that. That is a best drama. So Kieran Culkin got nominated for a succession, which, okay. Um, Pose got two nominations, including one for Billy Porter. And another surprise was Candace Bergen was nominated for Murphy Brown, which... Which got canceled. Well, yeah. Did it get canceled? Yeah, it got canceled. It's not having a second season. So, yeah, and the critics hated it. So, snubs, um, you know, Allison, we're both recording this on, like, a door floating on an ocean of white lady tears because This Is Us got shut out completely. Didn't get nothing. I know. So, Michael, actually, it's funny that you bring that up because this afternoon I had to leave work um, halfway through the day and I had to go to the doctor um, because I was so dry, like I was dehydrated. And, um, my doctor was like, have you been crying? And I was like, yes, I've, I've, I've been crying all morning. And he's like, well, that's probably what it is, is you're dehydrated from crying. And he's like, is it over the, you know, this is us? And I was like, yes, of course it is. He's like, you're like my 40th patient this hour. Exactly. He's like, look at how many white ladies there are in the waiting room right now. Like, and they're all this- just dry. Yeah. <laughs> so they, so they didn't get anything. The Handmaid's Tale didn't get a Best Drama nomination, but Elizabeth Moss and Mrs. Waterford got nominated. Um, Donald Glover got nominated, but Atlanta did not get nominated for Best Comedy. Issa Rae got shut out. So did Maniac, which I haven't seen, but I guess that was a surprise. Um, Ted Danson was not nominated for The Good Place either. Yeah, that one. That one's a shock to me because again, I like love The Good Place, and Ted Danson is all the reason to watch that show well yeah and people like him more than they like Kristen bell and i think she was nominated oh yeah ted ted Danson's the best ted Danson should just get nominated every year for nothing even if he's not even in a tv show so was that your biggest snub ted danson yeah for me it was just because ted danson's so great i i don't know why i'm such a big ted danson stan when did this happen well, you know what? It happened and I'm leaning into it. So Just yeah, go was, into it. Yeah. That was enough for me. What What was the biggest snub for you? Well, mine was Dominique Jackson. Jackson. So okay. she plays Electra Abundance on Pose. Yes. So what she did in one season, most actresses do not do in 10 seasons. Like she had highs. She had lows. She was Alexis Carrington. She was Dominique Devereaux. Like, she gave it all. So she didn't get nominated. And she's going to the Golden Globes because Pose is nominated. So I hope she goes up to each member of the foreign press and slaps them with a black satin glove for not nominating her, for doing her wrong. And I'm sure someone will just give her an award anyway. Like, they'll go on stage, they'll accept their award, and they'll be like, I cannot with a good conscience accept this. Please take this for me. And then... She'll have like she'll like ten at her table at the end of the night, and then the winner after will say, "And I cannot accept this. I'm going to give it to Ted Danson." So we'll both win. We'll yes. both come out winners. So you know, this is you know when Golden Globe nominations come out, it's the day when like act we hear about actors' responses about winning or whatever. So Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant was nominated for Best Actor in a Limited Series for a very English scandal. <laughs> so after finding out he was nominated, he tweeted. 
Very, very kind of the Hollywood Foreign Press. I'm opening a jumbo jar of Vaseline in celebration. What? So he's referencing. I know at first I was like, what? But then I remembered. So he's referencing a scene in the movie where he and Ben Wishaw do butt sex and they use Vaseline as lube. So that's what he's. And so Hugh has won a Golden Globe before for four weddings and a funeral. So he has one. So now I'm picturing him lubing up his award with Vaseline and, you know, having some celebratory aspects with it. I mean, it's kind of girthy. It could work. But, like, don't use Vaseline. Use wet platinum. And that, 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 they're not even a sponsor. I'm just giving it up to my butt lube of choice. But they could be a sponsor. So if, what did you call it? Wet platinum? Wet platinum. If wet platinum, if you guys are listening. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, So... I don't have I don't have a good segue between Vaseline and this next story, um, unless I want to make a joke about um, putting Vaseline on your face and fighting someone, um, which I won't. Well, you should really use Crisco. Speaking from experience, use Crisco. So right, I see. I didn't get into enough fights in high school, so I'm not I'm not entirely familiar with the face facial greasing. Um, but this is about Jessica Simpson and Natalie Portman, which is one of the more random feuds that has happened this week. So Natalie Portman is out there promoting um, that movie Vox Lux, which every time I say that, it feels like I'm screwing it up. Yeah, I don't know what that... I, well, it sounds like a water brand, and then I think I'm I'm mistaking that for Voss. And right. And I think it sounds like an MTV cartoon, but then I know I'm mistaking that for Eon Flux. So, right. Yeah. And then to me, Vox Lux kind of sounds like... Um, like a subscription service, like a electric toothbrush subscription service. But anyway, that's And it right. probably is. It, yeah. There's a million subscription services, so I'm sure it is. Exactly. So it's that movie where it kind of looks like Madonna meets Lady... The Madonna meets Lady Gaga story. Um, it's about like a pop star. Uh, and Natalie Portman plays the pop star. So she recently told USA Today, um, like she was talking about... Um, being a pop star and like a, the character in the movie has like a teenage daughter. So, you know, they covered all of those two topics. And one of the things that Natalie Portman says um, is that she was, she was really confused as a teen by the message that Jessica Simpson was sending um, when she was like posing in a bikini and talking about being a virgin. I, I'm sure we all remember those years. Um well, Jessica she didn't Simpson say Jessica. She didn't really say like Jessica Simpson was sending the message. She just said like the she didn't. She was confused by Jessica Simpson posing in a bikini on a cover of a magazine while to, while saying like why, like while the headline said I'm a virgin. Exactly. Like she, she, as a teenager, she's looking at it saying, "Okay, what am I supposed to do with this information here?" And um, you know, I'm when you're a teenager, you get lots of weird, conflicting messages. So that's totally yeah, it's like the the whole virgin whore. Exactly, Complex. exactly. Yeah. So Jessica saw what Natalie had to say about her, and she put down her buttered Pop-Tart because she's currently pregnant. So, and we know that's what she eats when she's pregnant. Um, and she typed up a... She didn't type it, but she... She, um, she dictated she supervised. it. She supervised. She didn't even... Oh, my God. Did, did you read those words? She didn't dictate. She supervised. She, yes. Like you said, she ate her buttered Pop-Tart and nodded a lot. Ashley like, did it. Um, one of their, Ace Newt. Yeah, Ace Newt did it. So, um, 
basically she kind of hits back at Natalie for judging her bikini virgin ways. So she she kind of wrote a long sort of thing, but this is the gist of it. She says, I was disappointed this morning when I read that I confused you by wearing a bikini in a published photo taken of me when I was still a virgin in 1999. As public figures, we both know our image is not totally in our control at all times and that the industry we work in often tries to define us and box us in. I have made it my practice not to shame other women for their choices. In this era of Time's Up and all the great work you have done for women, I encourage you to do the same. And she like at added Natalie Portman. So there was like no confusion as to who she was talking about, obviously. And so Natalie then responded to that. And this is like one of these situations where it's like, I'm glad that they're not just using the phone because, you know, it gives us something to talk about. But it's also guys just pick up the phone. Yeah, it gives us content. Yeah. so And it's random. We like random and we like content. So it, it's a win for us. Exactly. So Natalie responded and, you know, said you, sorry, she said she was confused by the images that she saw growing up and that it wasn't necessarily just Jessica Simpson. She meant like a lot of images and that it was a mistake to mention anyone's name in specific, um, which it sounded like a, you know, sincere apology. It also kind of sounded like a little bit of damage control because you never know when your stylist is going to need to borrow a pair of glamorous Jessica Simpson heels for a red carpet event. That's true. But like, so nothing, I hate nothing more than, than, and I'm sorry you were offended, non-apology. But for me, this time it works 100%. Because Natalie, what she, she wasn't attacked, to me, she wasn't attacking Jessica. No. She was just kind of attacking the media. She was basically saying what Jessica was saying. But Natalie did make a personal by mentioning Jessica's name, which was kind of random because I would probably mention Britney. Yeah, like Britney Spears, like posing on like Rolling Stone as like the sexy babysitter, right? That's what I think, like of the virgin whore complex is is that. But that, you know, but Jessica, her mentioning Jessica is what made it pretty random. And we like that. So it works. Yeah, I would say like for me personally, like especially, yeah, when I think about like kind of slutty teens i think of britney spears which again i don't say slutty teen in a bad way um i would say like i was confused by jessica simpson as a teen mostly because of that lotion and makeup line she had dessert beauty like that was it was really confusing to me well they should that's that's a major subscription service product she should bring that back yeah but like could you eat all of it or just some of it I think you could just lick it. Like you could lick the lipstick. It was so Jessica was had this thing called desserts and it was makeup or whatever that you could eat. Yeah, it was like powder and body shimmer and lotion and stuff. But like I was under the impression you could eat it. Like you could eat it like a lunch. Yeah, I think you could like, yeah, we'll look into that. We'll do, we'll, we'll go back and research all that because I'm, yeah, I want to know too. Yeah. But can we talk about, the red background with the black font, because it really bothers me. So Jessica's like Jessica's response to Natalie on Instagram had a red background with black font. Yeah. What, it, what was she trying to tell us with that? Or like, I mean, she's not that deep, but what was she trying to tell us? Well, it looked like a wedding invitation to a magician's wedding. Well, Kat Von D's wedding invitation. What Kat Von D's wedding von invitation? What can I say? I keep saying Kat Von D's wedding von invitation. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it looked like. But it, it, it maybe like Jessica was trying to make a Handmaid's Tale reference. Like she oh. thought Natalie was trying to hold her back. You know, Michael, I blessed I, be the I chicken of the sea. No. I don't think Jessica's that deep. 
she's not but let's go with that let's pretend she is what like the whole feud if you even want to call it that so it started and was done in a matter of hours like it wrapped up quick and so celebrity feuds i mean they go on for eons these people milk it they go so i want to know what kind of celebrities are jessica and natalie they should be ashamed of themselves i know they could have at least pulled it a week at least. So moving on to uh, Cheesecake Factory Mayhem. I mean, my, my favorite kind of mayhem is Mayhem Miller, but of course, second favorite is Cheesecake Factory Mayhem. So the Cheesecake Factory celebrated their 40th birthday this week. Happy just, birthday, Cheesecake Factory. Happy birthday. And well, if you if you got fucked by them, you wouldn't be saying that. But um, so they got <laughs> together with DoorDash, which is like Postmates. Right. And announced that they're giving away 40,000 free slices of their cheesecake on their birthday. So if you wanted a free cheesecake, you just had to place an order with DoorDash and they deliver it to you. But wait, it was just a cheesecake slice, right? It was a slice of cheesecake, yes. 40,000 slices since they were turning 40. So, of course, you know, when a big company gives away free stuff, it turned out to be a mess. It was like that Build-A-Bear fiasco from earlier this year. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I remember that. People lost their minds over Build-A-Bear. Yeah, like children, you know, aged 60 years from crying so hard. So Build-A-Bear did a promotion where it was pay your age special. So you just had, so if you were five, you just had to pay $5 for a Build-A-Bear. They ran out of bears. Children lost it. There was like rioting in the streets. So it was like that. So several cheesecake factories ran out of the cheesecake And so people got pissed because of that. They didn't get their cheesecake. Um, Cheesecake factories were also filled up with DoorDash delivery people trying to fulfill orders. Right. It was like it was like Black Friday for cheesecake people. It was Creamy Wednesday. Oh God, Creamy Wednesday. (laughs) That sounds like a whole other. That's my porn name. Yeah, that's a different Creamy uh, Wednesday. You're like an. It's like an Adam's Family porn thing. So at one Cheesecake Factory in Arlington, Virginia, the cops, the fire department, and an ambulance had to show up. So there was a crowd of DoorDash drivers fighting over their orders, and parking was a mess. So police were brought, brought in to control it. One man wouldn't listen to the police, so he was arrested, and he also had to get treated by medics for some kind of injury. So all of this doesn't... It didn't bother Cheesecake Factory, probably because they got some press. But they called it a success, saying that the original 40,000 slices were expanded to 60,000 and all were delivered within the hour. Uh, That's not what it looked like from the Twitter videos that I saw. No, but you know, you really aren't a true citizen of America until you've brawled with someone over free shit. Or specifically over a slice of one single slice of cheesecake i'm pretty sure that when you go to take your citizenship test before they give you the little flag they're like okay but have you choked someone out at the cheesecake factory for a slice you haven't oh you know come back next month yeah i'm gonna be deported because i haven't done that yet so i'll be i'll be sleeping on your couch yeah (laughs) see you love cheesecake you drive international past international lines to get cheesecake yeah factory, so right? e- even though we have a cheesecake so we got our first cheesecake factory in toronto um i believe it was like this late summer early fall and i have not gone to that one because i refuse to i only go to the one in buffalo new york at the walden galleria mall 
Why do you refuse to go to the one in Toronto? It's not the same because Cheesecake Factory to me is like a, it's like the quintessential American luxury experience to me. What? And that should tell you everything you need to know about me, how I grew up, whatever. But, but to me, it's like, it's so American that like, I have to eat it in America. Well, what you have to do now is go and get in a fight over a free slice of cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory, and your American dreams will really come true. Oh my god! And I'm I'm pregnant too, so it's like pregnant. Get getting into a fight over cheesecake in America, like that's the American dream. And wear flip flops while you do it. Oh, I can do that. I've had everything but cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory. Really? Like you had? Oh my god! That cheesecake looks gross. It looks like. It looks hard to me. Usually, like, <gasps> oh, no. hard and... Usually, I have no problems with putting something hard and cheesy in my mouth. But <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. And I draw... That looks... Is it good? Michael, it's the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. It really is. It really is good. It's amazing. It's so, it's so good. Some of the flavors are not great. But, like, if most of them are great. Like, I strongly recommend it. I'll take your word for it, because yeah. I, I don't think I can do it. But the, to me, the ones who got fucked the most here are the door da- dash drivers. Yeah, because they didn't even get the cheesecake. They didn't get well, to eat it. They didn't get to eat it. Like, the Cheesecake Factory and their own company pretty much set them up to lose. Like, they don't want a bad review. So, of course, like, they're going to try to get that order. And yeah. to me, the one who got arrested, like, his customer better give him glowing reviews like he went to jail to try to get this this person free cheesecake he's a ride or die for a fucking stranger yeah he's doordash's employee of the year now we're going to go over five very important stories kind of quick starting with cardi b who announced on Instagram that after a little over a year of marriage, she has broken up with Offset, her husband and father of her four-month-old daughter, Culture with a K. Mm -hmm. Cardi said that they just fell out of love, but it's probably because his dick fell into another side piece again. I've been trying to work things out with my baby father for a hot minute now. And we're really good friends. And, you know, we're really good business partners. And, you know, he's always somebody that I run to, to talk to. And we got a lot of love for each other. But things just haven't been working out between us for a long time. And it's nobody's fault. It's just like, I guess we grew out of love. But we're not together anymore. I don't know. It might take time to get a divorce, and I'm going to always have a lot of love for him because he is my daughter's father, and yeah. So not long before Cardi announced the split, text messages were leaked between Cardi and an Instagram thought named Summer Bunny. So Offset was trying to set up a threesome between Summer and rapper Cuban Doll and him. Summer said in a video that she's sorry and is in a homewrecker and didn't mean to break up anybody's marriage. I feel um, ashamed. Um, uh, you know, like growing up, it's a lot. But um, just coming from me and like to Cardi B and to like her fans and to her family, to her situation. Um, these were never my intentions, and I never wanted um, to break up a happy home or be a cause of someone just saying, like, fuck it, um, to get a divorce or anything like that. Let me just remind you that the players in this story are named Cardi B, 
Summer Bunny, Offset, and Cuban Doll. It's like a knockoff Tiny Toons. <laughs> it totally is. You know what? This is like sad for people who are really rooting for Carney and Offset. And I know that there Who's are people that? out there. I've got a friend who really thought they were going to make it. I was like, oh, bless you. <laughs> Your friend needs to go to the ER immediately. Yeah. But this is great news, actually, for strip club bartenders and Instagram thoughts, because now they can get with Offset without the fear that Cardi B is going to find them and beat them down at work. That's what I'm surprised, because, you know, Cardi threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj for talking shit, mm-hmm. so... I'm surprised that like Summer Bunny and Cuban Doll aren't walking around with a Fashion Nova heel in their foreheads. That's why who that's why I'm not so sure about these cheating rumors, but they're probably true. Yeah. So a Harvard nutrition professor named Eric Rim, Professor Rim, which is going to be my porn name if yes. I ever do porn, gay porn. So he um He was quoted in the New York Times as saying that the acceptable serving for French fries is six French fries and that restaurants should serve a side salad with six fries. So Twitter, including Padma Lakshmi, the host of Top Chef, got mad at him. They lost it. So he responded in an interview with Vanity Fair titled, Am I Really a Monster? Professor Rim said that he was just suggesting restaurants could give much smaller options of fries for those of us who might need a taste but don't need a whole basket in front of us with a meal who are those people yeah exactly find me this one person that exists um six fries to me sounds like my kind of six flags i wish it existed you um, just like take a ride on fries and fries fries fall into your mouth while you're riding a fry yeah you, you ride like a, a, a lazy of river of grease yeah yeah i'm into it um, I'll take Dr. Rim's suggestion, um, but I'm going to count it like dog years. So when he says six fries, I'm going to multiply that by seven. And actually, you know what? That's still 42 still isn't enough fries to me. No. But like if for some strange reason, Harvard fires him and he needs a new career. Um, I'm going to suggest he open up a temp agency just so he can call it Rim Jobs. <laughs> That's his destiny. I know. It's a story about fries and I'm making fun of his name, but it's an amazing name. I'm jealous. It is, it's a great name. It's great. So TMZ says that Tyler Perry is trying to show up Santa Claus. Tyler paid off all the layaways at two Walmarts in the Atlanta area. At one Walmart, Santa Perry paid off $178,000 worth of layaways. It's crazy. And at another, he paid off $256,000. Tyler tried to do it anonymously, uh-huh. but when word got out, he tweeted a video telling people that if they had something on layaway at one of those Walmarts, they just had to pay a penny to get it. Which is, what if you don't have a penny? Why didn't he give them pennies, too? What a cheap ass. I know, exactly. Tyler, who carries pennies in 2018, Tyler Perry? I know. <laughs> like, just because you're a millionaire and you probably have a whole pocket full of pennies. But listen, here's the thing. Tyler Perry kind of ruined Christmas for some people because now nobody can get away with just giving someone a pair of socks and pretending like they don't have money for Christmas. Like that one family member is going to be like, wait a minute, didn't Tyler Perry pay your layaway? You cheapskate. I know you can afford it now, but like Medea saved Christmas. To me, Medea saved Christmas, which is that a Medea movie? Probably. And that's probably why he was doing it to promote it. So go see it. Um, So one of my favorite 
uh, messy divas of all time, Faye Dunaway, is returning to Broadway next summer in the one-woman play Tea at Five by Matthew Lombardo. Faye will play Catherine Hepburn. The play was first performed in 2002, and Kate Mulgrew, a Star Trek... She was in something else, too. Right? Orange is the New Black. Yes, she played Cap... She played Catherine Hepburn. So Kate played Catherine Hepburn at the age of 31 and also at the age of 76. The play is going to be reworked for Broadway. Faye hasn't been on Broadway in more than 35 years. Yeah. I can't wait for the part where Faye Dunaway pulls a Faye Dunaway Dunaway and introduces herself as Audrey Hepburn. (laughs) Now I want to see her as Audrey Hepburn. I totally want to see her as... Audrey Hepburn now. She but, can do it all. Like, this is not going to happen. This play is not going to happen, but Faye, but I hope it does. And I hope they keep the part where with a 35-year-old Catherine Hepburn because Faye is 77, and I really want to see her play a 35-year-old Catherine Hepburn. I will buy a ticket every night. It'll be better than Faye playing Joan Crawford, playing Christina Crawford's character in that soap <gasps> opera in Mommy Dearest. It'll be better than that. So rest in peace to my bank account if this happens. So speaking of Broadway messes, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian were at the opening night of The Cher Show, which is a Broadway musical about the life of, guess who, Cher. (laughs) So during the show, Jared Spector, who plays Sonny, and he plays like a buff Sonny. I've seen the pictures, like a buff Sonny Bono. Well, why not? If you're going to play Sonny, go full, full hunk, right? Yes, he he is a hunk, so step it up. Yep. So tweeted at Kanye and said, so cool that you're here at the Share Show. If you look up from your cell phone, you'll see we're doing a show up here. It's opening night, kind of a big deal for us. Thanks so much. So I can appreciate that. So Kanye tweeted back and apologized and said he was appreciative of the energy they were putting out during this masterpiece. Kim later said that Kanye was taking notes of the show on his phone and felt like shit for being on his phone yeah i mean do i want to think that kanye was taking notes he's probably just taking notes about himself but i also think like kanye at the share show like that maybe just got too real for him like after all i bet he's heard snap out of it a lot this year and that's got to be very <laughs> Wait, triggering do that for again. him snap out of it but they're like they're lucky he didn't jump on they're lucky he didn't jump on stage really but like, it's stories like this that make me really wish that Patti LuPone was in the Cher oh, show. Yes. And not only because she, I really want to see her as Cher, because it'd probably be a mess and that would be amazing, but because Kanye wouldn't have tweeted that bullshit excuse because he wouldn't have fingers or he wouldn't have hands either after La LuPone got done with him. You heard the announcement in the beginning. You heard the announcement on intermission. Who do you think you are? This is our final regular episode of the year because Allison done gone knocked up. Yeah, tin roof rested over here. So the next time Allison and I are back together for a regular episode, she'll have our third co-host with her. Yeah, and who our will, thir- who will yeah. probably deliver better jokes than me, to be honest. Well, your you know your babies Goo Goo and Gaga's will be much more coherent and you know make more sense than I do. 
She's going to get her own spinoff. Yeah. So the yeah. So this co- podcast will basically get better. So we're going to try to record one or two one of the year episodes, but Allison could give birth any minute. Like she could give birth right after this or right now. The baby which, could be halfway oh out God. right now. Well, yeah, you should give birth right now. We need the promo. So yeah. baby, come out. We need the, the most, you know, the most podcaster baby gives birth. Yeah. So D-List of the podcast will be back with regular episodes sometime in January. So subscribe to us on iTunes mm-hmm. to get the latest episodes because you can't be without them. Yes, you totally can, but I'm just saying that. So if we're not able to record an end of the year episode because Allison's baby showed up early, <laughs> then Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy happy Hanukkah. Happy well, actually Hanukkah. Hanukkah's on right now, so... Happy Hanukkah, happy Boxing Day, happy New Year, and if you're into it, I hope you get drunk, fucked, and all of the above. So, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Bye.